Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League, Thursday the 20th of August 2018. Arsenal vs FC Forster. Kickoff 8pm. Contents, manager, captain, voice of Arsenal, player, the academy, Match action, West Ham United, Legends match, player feature, Alex Iwobi, culture, community, match action, Cardiff City, life at the top, Arsenal women, visitors, FC Forskler, my story, my Arsenal, teams. The head coach, Unai Emery. Info, born on Arabia, Spain, November the 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager, Loca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Unai was speaking to Max Jones. The head coach looks back on the recent win over Newcastle and the Europa League challenge ahead. I was very happy with how the team applied themselves at Newcastle in the second half last weekend. The balance on the pitch was better after half-time. I think the key was the first goal. This goal gave us the confidence to continue to improve in the match. We finished the match with the result we wanted. We need to push for ourselves and also the challenge. 
One challenge is to have better performances away and to be more competitive and to have a lot of chances to win, but this needs to be done with consistency and our demands are very hard. We need to continue because we need to prove that we're being more competitive and I think that's one of the important things that the team showed us. Our spirit here is to give every player a chance and that is something that we are keen to do with the young players that could be here with us training, playing in matches for the under-23s or even giving them the chance to go on loan like Rhys Nelson to Hoffenheim. They are all in our plans at the club and in the first-team coaches' plans based on their performance. That's what will dictate their future with us. Each player, whether they're in the first team or whether they're an academy player, is working closely with us every day. They all have the same possibility to start in the four competitions. The Europa League is today, the Premier League is on Sunday, the Carabao Cup is next week, and then we will also play in the FA Cup too, so the chances for them to play are there. Our success is first down to treating every match with the same importance. We need to have the same level of excitement for each match so that we can make the Europa League games have the same excitement as the Premier League. I want the same thing for every player because each match is important. The second situation is that we need to give minutes to the players who can produce the best performance for us. I will play an 11 tonight so that we can ensure we continue to improve in our way both tactically and individually. What's important for us is to produce a winning performance, but also to continue to improve. We need to make sure we are ready for three games in a week. This is a busy time for us. The Premier League is the first competition because it's giving us a big responsibility, maybe bigger than the others, in the season. There are 38 matches, so your first analysis is like this. Other competitions are very important too. Today, we are only thinking about giving our supporters the first performance and a good 90 minutes on the pitch at the Emirates. We are excited about every match. I want to give the players the same excitement when they are at the Emirates. Then we are going to think about Sunday. First comes tonight. Tonight, we are going to change things to give players the opportunity to find minutes, to find confidence on the pitch and then maybe the players that are involved tonight can play on Sunday too. Every title for us is very important. In 2000, Arsenal played the final against Galatasaray but didn't win. And also, Arsenal played the final in 2006 in the Champions League and also didn't win. In my career, the ambition is very important for continuing to improve and continuing to achieve the objectives in my career personally and with the team. I want to play for every title going forward. From Emery Angle Every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of our new head coach. Having come through the youth ranks at Real Sociedad, Unai broke into the first team in season 1995-96. He made five substitute appearances, 127 minutes in all, and scored one goal which came just three minutes after coming on against Albacete in an 8-1 win for Sociedad. Unai had a number of interesting teammates during his sole season in the first team. Midfielder Inigo Idiakes later went on to play for Derby County, Southampton and QPR. 
Russia international Valery Karpin was a prolific scorer in La Liga for more than 10 years, with spells at Valencia and Celta Vigo too. Finally, playing with Unai in midfield was Javier Gracia, who will once again be alongside Unai, though in the opposite technical area when we play Watford a week on Saturday. Captain Lauren Kozilny Info Born Toulouse, France, September 10th, 1985 Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Guingamp, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut versus Liverpool away in the league, August 15th, 2010. Drew 1-1. First Arsenal goal v Bolton Wanderers at home in the league, September 11th, 2010. 1-4-1. Arsenal honours. FA Cup winner 2014, 2015 and 2017. Community Shield winner 2014 and 2015. Our skipper's been back on the training pitches this week and lining up with his teammates for photo call. It is never easy to get back to playing in the Premier League, especially away from home after an international break so I was very pleased by the boys' victory at Newcastle on Saturday. To win two away games in a row now, with Cardiff before the international break and Newcastle just after, is great for the team. It gives us a lot of belief in what we are trying to do at the moment with the new coach. Against Cardiff, we responded very well to the physical battle they gave us. You could say we conceded too many chances against them, but the most important thing was to get the three points. Mentally, we had to be strong to win in Wales and show that we could cope with a physical battle. It was also good that Laka and Alba both scored in that game. Laka is really sharp at the moment. He had a very good pre-season where he worked very hard. Physically, he is at his best and you could see how much he is benefiting from it. He has totally adapted to the Premier League now and he brings something different to us. Even if he doesn't score, he would link up the play or would create spaces for others. Alba has different qualities, with his pace and his runs. He can play in the centre or wide too. They complement each other very well, those two. From the beginning, I saw that they could be perfect together. They get on so well off the pitch, and the competition was always healthy between them. At Newcastle... It was a different challenge for us. Again, physically we responded well to their approach. They were on top in the first half, but we stayed strong. We dealt well with not being dominant. Then, after the break, we had a very good second half. We were better than them physically, and we dictated our game well. The first goal by Granite was a relief, and it became easier after that. Granite is such a threat from long range. He has a powerful shot, and in training, he regularly scores screamers. I was also delighted for Mesut to get on the score sheet. It's been a tough few weeks for him, with the World Cup and him retiring from international football, but he responded so well. That's the thing with him. He always manages to respond to criticism or to something that went wrong. 
He never doubts. He is such a quality player and we need him at his best to reach our goals. He can make the difference at any time, so we need him to be consistent all season in his performances. We also saw a very good entrance from Lucas Torreira. He is a fighter and he is working really hard to get more game time and to show Unai what he can do. I have a really good feeling about him this season. It is a shame that we couldn't keep a clean sheet because we worked hard defensively against Newcastle but you can see that we are improving and that's a good thing. Maybe before we would not have won that game but we fought hard to get three points and we stayed united all the way through the game. Vorskla, tonight's opponents, are not a European powerhouse but we need to show them respect. We can't take this game lightly and take it for granted. If they are in the Europa League, it's because they deserve to be there. Even if people don't know much about them, they will have some quality players. They finished third in the Ukrainian League last season and are currently fifth. Most of their players are Ukrainians. And if we think the game will be easy, it will be a big mistake. We will play at 100% of our ability and take this game really seriously. We want to win the Europa League. We came close last season and the new adventure starts today. We also see the competition as continuity from the Premier League. Even if the coach might rotate the squad and might give some game time to different players, we will want to play in the same philosophy as what we are doing in the league at the moment. Nothing changes. It will help us improve and get even more used to playing the way Unai and his coaching team wants us to play. We are a squad of 26 or 27 players, not just the 11 who start at the weekend in the Premier League. Tonight will be a good opportunity for some of us to show what they can do to the manager and to the fans. Everyone has a very important role to play in this team. Look at Reese Nelson. He featured a lot in the Europa League last season. It was a great learning curve for him and I'm so glad that he went on loan to Hoffenheim for the season. He needs to play regularly and he will be working with a great manager there in Julian Nagelsmann. Reese has a huge potential. He will become more mature in Germany. He will gain experience and will come back a better player in the summer. This is a win-win situation for him and for Arsenal. I hope you enjoy the game tonight and thank you, as always, for your wonderful support. Voice of Arsenal. New leaders named as Ivan leaves for Milan. We can announce that Raul Sanli and Vinay Venkatesham will lead the club following a decision by Chief Executive Ivan Gazidis to join AC Milan. Raul, Head of Football Relations, has been appointed as Head of Football and Vinay, currently Chief Commercial Officer, becomes Managing Director. Raul joined us in February after 16 years at Barcelona where he was Director of Football. Although I joined Arsenal just months ago, I felt embraced by this great club and part of its family from the first day, he said. I will do everything possible to maintain our strong values, which will be as fundamental to our future as they have been in our past. 
Vinay and I will need everyone's help to do everything right and secure the success everyone connected to Arsenal wants. I sincerely thank Arsenal's board for their trust in us and thank Ivan for bringing me to this great club and for consistently supporting me every day in every way. It's with overwhelming pride and utmost excitement that I face this new opportunity. Vinay arrived in 2010 from London 2012 and has overseen all our commercial activities. He will oversee all business operations and added, From the day I joined Arsenal, I have always considered it a privilege to serve this great football club. So it's an honour to take up the position of managing director and lead the club alongside Raul. Together, we will work tirelessly with the extraordinary staff we have at Arsenal to respect and enhance our unique history, heritage and values, with the overall objective to bring success to our millions of fans all around the world and make them proud of their club. I thank Stan and Josh Krunker and the rest of the board for their trust in me and Ivan for the support he has given me since I joined the club in 2010. Ivan will leave by the end of October and becomes Chief Executive at AC Milan on December the 1st. He has issued this message to all Arsenal fans. For the last 10 years, I have been privileged to dedicate myself to this great club. Arsenal is entering a new chapter and I have done everything I can to ensure that it is strongly placed to take on that challenge. This includes world-class facilities and outstanding leaders in every sector who carry the values of the club, including, of course, Unai Emery, Raul Sanlehi and Vinay Venkatesham, in whom I have enormous faith. We have been building on the club's progressive social values, leading the way on the women's game, diversity and inclusion, and establishing the Arsenal Foundation. This will remain central to the club's philosophy. Although it is very hard to do, the hardest decision of my life, I believe that, after 10 years, it is the right time for me to step aside to allow new leadership, energy and ideas to take the club forward into this exciting new era. I believe in the positive force of change, both for me and for the club. I am excited to see what the future holds for this great club and I am energised by a new personal challenge with AC Milan. Visas required for Azerbaijan. If you are a British national travelling to our away match against Karabag next month, you will need to apply for a visa to enter Azerbaijan. You can find details of how to do so by visiting arsenal.com. UEFA Europa League. Brentford tickets for a tenner. We're hosting championship side Brentford in the Caribou Cup third round next Wednesday evening. And tickets remain on sale. Priced from £10 for adults and £5 for concessions. Head to arsenal.com to get yours. New kickoff times. Please note that the fixture times in this season's Europa League group stage have been brought forward five minutes from last season. All our home matches in the group stage will take place at 8pm, with our away games kicking off at 5.55pm. Europa League stats. 2017-18. Chances created. Mesut Ozil, 27. Jack Wilshire, 23. Alex Iwobi, Danny Welbeck, 11. Theo Walcock, Mohamed Elneny, 10. Granit Xhaka, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 9. Passes, Mohamed Elneny, 789. Jack Wilshire, 567. 
Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 542. Rob Holding, 518. Mesut Ozil, 499. Crosses, Theo Walcott, 24. Nacho Monreal, Hector Bellerin, 23. Mesut Ozil, Jack Wilshire, 20. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 18. Mohamed Elneny, 17. Clearances, Shokran Mustafi, 44. Laurent Koscielny, 31. Callum Chambers, 28. Mathieu Debouchy, 18. Granit Xhaka, Hector Bellerin, 17. Shots, Danny Welbeck, 20. Oliver Giroud, 19. Theo Walcott, 18. Aaron Ramsey, 16. Enrique Mkhitaryan, Jack Wilshire, 13. Above and beyond, congratulations to Terrell Lawrence, who went above and beyond with his programme selling skills against West Ham. Terrell won a special spot prize for his efforts. If you think one of our sellers has been particularly helpful, please let us know by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk. Matteo and Mickey win monthly awards. Congratulations to Matteo Guendozi. Our French midfielder has won his first Player of the Month award by topping our August poll. The 19-year-old impressed during his debut month in North London, becoming only the fourth teenager to start each of our first four Premier League matches after Nicolas Anelka, Cesc Fabregas and Johan Juru. Guendouzi received 68% of the votes cast, with Enrique Mkhitaryan and Petr Cech finishing second and third place respectively. Mickey may have missed out on that award, but his fierce strike at Chelsea has been voted our August goal of the month. The Armenia International rifled a low first-time effort past Kepa Ariza Balaga to score our first Premier League goal under Unai Emery. Mkhitaryan's strike was our overwhelming winner with 61% of the vote cast with Alex Iwobi's finish from the same game in second place and Nacho Monreal's finish against West Ham United in third. Pear launches coaching programme. Arsenal Academy manager Pear Mertesacker has recently returned from Jordan, where he visited Zar Atari refugee camp to launch a new coaching programme, which has been co-developed by Arsenal and Save the Children, to build children's courage and inner strength through football. Over the last seven years, millions of children have been caught in the crossfire of the brutal war in Syria, witnessing terrifying horrors. Za'atari is the world's second largest refugee camp and hosts nearly 80,000 Syrian refugees. More than half of its population are children and many have been living there for six years. The Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children have combined their expertise to create a programme to improve the mental and physical well-being of children in the camp. The programme has been developed by STC's child protection and psychosocial experts and Arsenal in the community's sports for development experts. The programme will incorporate a train-the-trainer model, where Arsenal football coaches will teach the football coaching modules to local coaches in Jordan. The programme targets some of the most vulnerable children in the camp, focusing on those out of school or engaged in child labour, as well as girls at risk of early marriage. Coaching for Life is not only bringing hope to Syrian refugee children, it is also supporting children from Indonesia's city slums. 
where thousands are at risk of exploitation and violence. The project aims to reach 4,500 girls and boys over the next three years and the programme consists of seven modules which will run over 20-week cycles to enhance the life skills and well-being of vulnerable children. The goal is clear. Together, Arsenal and Save the Children will give these children back their childhoods, help them to fight back from their shattered lives and coach them towards a better future. On this day, 1998, Freddie Lundberg scores on his debut against Manchester United. 2011, Kieran Gibbs and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain score their first Arsenal goals. 2014, Danny Welbeck's first Arsenal goal. 2016, Lucas Perez's first Arsenal goals. Coming up, tomorrow, the under-23s are at home against Liverpool. Saturday, our under-18s are away at Norwich City. Sunday, we host Everton in the Premier League, while Arsenal women welcome West Ham United to Meadow Park. Wednesday, it's Brentford at home in the Carabao Cup third round. Arsenal, the complete record. Arsenal, the complete record, the definitive account of the Gunners, will hit the shops next month and is available to order now. Collated by Matchday Programme's own Josh James, together with respected historians Andy Kelly and Mark Andrews, a trio with years of experience researching the Gunners, this exhaustive study covers every game, season, player and manager from the club's rich history. As well as a host of stats and lists, every single team lineup from every official match is reproduced alongside a season-by-season narrative. The book also features profiles on more than 100 of the biggest names to represent Arsenal. The foreword has been written by long-serving director Ken Fryer OBE. To order your copy, head to decoubertin.co.uk forward slash Arsenal. Premier League table. Chelsea played 5, won 5, drawn 0, lost 0, 4, 14, against 4, goal difference 10, points 15. Liverpool played 5, won 5, drawn 0, lost 0, 4, 11, against 2, goal difference 9, points 15. Man City played 5, won 4, drawn 1, lost 0, 4-14 against 3, goal difference 11, points 13. Watford played 5-1-4, drawn 0, lost 1, 4-10 against 5, goal difference 5, points 12. Bournemouth played 5-1-3, drawn 1, lost 1, 4-10 against 7, goal difference 3, points 10. Tottenham played 5-1-3, drawn 0, lost 2, 4-10 against 6, goal difference 4, points 9. Arsenal played 5-1-3, drawn 0, lost 2, 4-10 against 9, goal difference 1, points 9. Man United played 5-1-3, drawn 0, Lost 2, 4, 8 against 8, goal difference 0, points 9. Wolves played 5, 1, 2, drawn 2, lost 1, 4, 5 against 5,
goal difference 0.8. Everton played 5, won 1, drawn 3, lost 1, 4, 8, against 9, goal difference minus 1.6. Leicester City played 5, won 2, drawn 0, lost 3, 4, 8, against 9, goal difference 1.6. Crystal Palace played 5, won 2, drawn 0, lost 3, 4, 4, against 6, goal difference minus 2, points 6. Southampton played 5, won 1, drawn 2, lost 2, 4, 6, against 6, goal difference 0, points 5. Brighton and Hove Albion played 5, won 1, drawn 2, lost 2, 4, 7, against 9, goal difference minus 2, points 5. Fulham played 5, won 1, drawn 1, lost 3, 4, 7, against 12, goal difference minus 5, points 4. West Ham played 5, won 1, drawn 0, lost 4, 4, 5, against 11, goal difference minus 6, points 3. Cardiff City played 5, won 0, drawn 2, lost 3, 4, 3, against 9, goal difference minus 6, points 2. Huddersfield played 5, won 0, drawn 2, lost 3, 4, 2, against 11, goal difference minus 9, points 2. Newcastle United played 5, won 0, drawn 1, lost 4, 4, 4, against 8, goal difference minus 4, points 1. Burnley played 5, won 0, drawn 1, lost 4, 4, 3, against 10, goal difference minus 7, points 1, as at September 19th. Text foul to 67777. Report it. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support. Ref Watch, Bart Fatenten. Tonight's referee is 30-year-old Bart Fatenten from Belgium. Mr Fatenten officiated two matches in the Europa League last season, both in the group stage, and showed one yellow card. He has refereed four games in the Belgian Jupiler League so far in 2018-19 and has handed out 12 yellow cards and one red one in that time. League Champions, 1930, 31, 1932, 33, 1933, 34, 1934, 35, 1937, 38, 1947, 48, 1957, 48, 1958, 59, 1958, 89, 1998, 89, 1997, 98, 2001, 2. 
2003, 4. FA Cup winners, 1930, 1936, 1950, 1971, 1979, 1993, 1998, 2002, 2003, 2005, 2014, 2015, 2017. League Cup winners, 1986-87, 1992-93. Charity Stroke Community Shield winners, 1930, 1931, 1933, 1993-94 Arsenal Football Club 75 Drayton Park, London, N51BU Telephone number 02076195000 Website www.arsenal.com Email program at arsenal.co.uk Directors Sir Chips Cheswick Chairman Ken Fryer OBE Ivan Gazidis CEO Richard Carr Lord Harris of Peckham Stan Krunker Josh Krunker Head of Football Raul Sanlehi Managing Director Vinay Venkatesham Secretary David Miles Head Coach Unai Emery Player Interview Granit Xhaka by Nick Brumsack Granit Xhaka doesn't score often in the Premier League but when he does it's always spectacular all four of our Swiss midfielders' goals in the competition have come from outside the penalty area, and Saturday's sumptuous free kick at Newcastle may just be the pick of the bunch so far. Granite St James Park screamer came six months to the day since he last netted for us another long-range effort in a 3-1 Europa League win against AC Milan. Granite's Instagram post after the weekend's win read, Xhaka Boom is back. A goal and more importantly, the three points makes me very happy tonight. But Granite has other reasons to be happy. Having made more appearances for us than anyone else last season, he has already become a key part of Unai Emery's plans too, starting every match so far and being named as part of our leadership group. Following a tough start to the season, We've now won our last three games, and Granite tells us that the momentum gained along the way can be crucial with tonight's game, our second of seven matches in the space of just 23 days. My first question. Firstly, Granite, tell us about your first goal of the season and Saturday's away win at Newcastle. You must have been delighted with that. He said, yeah, we try those free kicks a lot in training, and I was happy to score. I think it was a difficult start for us in the first 20 minutes, after we were in the game. 
The second half went very well for us, and I think it was an important three points. We know this is an important week. We now have four games at home, having won two games away, so we were happy to get the three points. Question. We're only five games into the Unai Emery era now, but how do you see your role in the team under our new head coach? How does he want you to play? Granite answered, For him, it's important that I help us build up play from the back, that I play passes between the lines, and that I help us to keep our balance between defensive and offensive. In my opinion, I've got a big role to play in this team. The new coach has made me one of the five captains, which is a great message from him and from the club that I can undertake responsibility. The coach demands a lot from each player, and in every match, and in every training session, I just try to give my best. Question. How does your game change based on who you play alongside? He said, Matteo is very good on the ball and likes making and dictating the play. With Lukash, he's strong and more defence-minded, and he likes to win balls and duels. Aaron likes going forward and helping to finish, and in the past he's scored lots of goals for the club. Question. Earlier you mentioned being named as a member of our leadership group. How did you find out you'd be a part of it? He answered, It was in our meeting room. It made me really proud and pleased to be named as one of the captains of such an excellent club. It heightens your motivation. Question. As a senior player in the squad, when results aren't at the level you'd like, how do you react? Granite said, I'm a young, ambitious guy, and I hate losing, especially in matches, but even in training. It makes me really furious to lose, particularly when you're the better team in a match and end up with nothing to show for it. In those situations, I'm angry after the match and will watch back where I could have improved on the pitch. When you analyse a game, you see other mistakes too, but I think criticism can make you stronger, and that's what it should do. If you are criticised, you can't let your head go down or let it destroy you inside. You have to keep going, keep working, and improve on those weaknesses as well as your strengths. Question. Does that criticism belong to the career of a professional footballer? Granite said, We're people who live in the public eye. Lots of people talk, lots of people write things, and I have no problem with that. Everyone has their own opinion... Some may really like a certain player, but not another. But criticism should make you stronger. What's important is that the coach is satisfied and that you yourself are satisfied. Question. If you make a big mistake, how do you make sure it doesn't affect you? Granite answered. If there were no mistakes in football, no goals would ever be scored. Without making mistakes, you can't improve, both in football and in general life. You never want to make errors, of course. You want your team and yourself to stay clear of mistakes, but unfortunately they belong to football. When you make a mistake, you may need a minute or two to get it out of your head, but then you have to get on with it. At that stage, the game isn't over, so it's about making sure you give your very best for the rest of the game. Question. What about the fans? is talked about often, but how positive a role can they play inside the stadium? Granite said, There are games where the fans are unbelievable. I'll never forget what it was like when we played at home to Tottenham in the derby. 
the stadium was bouncing, and you could see that that kind of support really pushes the team on. It makes us even more motivated, even more determined. It's important to remember that mistakes can happen on the pitch and to focus on providing a good, a better atmosphere in the stadium. Question. Let's talk about tonight's game and the Europa League in general. What are your expectations from the competition this season? Granit said, Looking back at last year, the way we went out to Atletico Madrid left a bitter taste for us. That hurt, and this time we want to go further in the competition. Last season, we saw a lot of young players getting game time in the group stage. Just how vital is squad depth at a time when you're playing in midweek and at the weekend? He said, At the moment, you see that a lot of managers rotate their squads in the Europa League, especially in the group stage. The Newcastle game was the first of seven in just over three weeks, so it's important to use the squad. We've got a big group here. And we have a lot of quality too. I think we can expect to see some rotation. Question. What's it like for a player to go from playing once a week to having a game every three or four days? He answered, To be honest, I like that. I prefer not having so long between games. Playing every few days helps you to find a rhythm and you just think about what's in front of you because there's always a game soon. I think it's a positive. Finally, Grannies, what's your assessment of our group? Well, Sporting are a big, traditional club who have regularly played in the Champions League in the last few years. We could have played them in the Europa League last season, but they narrowly lost to Atletico in the quarter-final. I'm looking forward to those games, and the away game there has the extra bonus of not being too far away. With Vorstler and Karabag, We'll have further to travel, but no excuse. We're looking forward to playing against those teams, and I'm sure the matches will be exciting. I've never played in Baku before, so it will be a new experience for a lot of us too. Arsenal Academy. Stars of the future. In every programme this season, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Young Gun, Arthur Oconquo. Match reports, under-23s and under-18s, win three out of four. On duty, Academy Internationals. New deals, three signers scholars. Young Gun, Arthur Oconquo, born London, September the ninth, two thousand and one. Height and weight, six foot five inches, ninety kilograms. Joined under sevens. Position goalkeeper. School Saint Aloysius Islington. Boots Adidas Predator. The only position I've ever played is goalkeeper. I began as a seven-year-old at Hampstead Academy, and then with a club called Linders Park. While I was with them, the coach arranged for me to have a trial at Arsenal, and I've been a gunner ever since. I tried playing outfield, but it wasn't for me. I enjoyed the thrill of making saves. The more spectacular, the better. I suppose that's why I like watching David De Gea play more than others. 
He's an instinctive goalkeeper who makes fantastic reaction saves. Although I do watch all goalkeepers to see what I can learn. I'll watch a game and enjoy the overall play, but I scrutinise what the keepers do in more detail. Although there's no particular keeper I look to learn from, I'm lucky to be around someone like Petr Cech, who makes an effort to help me develop. I'm looking to improve all aspects of my play, but particularly my left foot. I like the different drills, and my favourite is the crossbar challenge. I start off trying to hit the bar with my left foot from the penalty spot, then move five or ten yards further back, and then move back again. That helps me develop power and accuracy. When I look back at how I've developed as a player, I can see vast improvements, particularly in my understanding on the role technically and tactically. Now that I'm full time, that development has accelerated. Much has been made about the emphasis the new manager has on the team playing out from the back, and that filters down to all the teams. I enjoy the demands. We have to work more with our outfield players on positioning, and it seems to be going well. At under 18 level, we've had a reasonable start to the season. I was with the under 23s during the first under 18s game of the season, but I then played in the next three games when we beat Brighton 3-0 and Leicester 7-0. Before, unfortunately, we lost 3-1 to Chelsea. I've also been away with the England under 18s and we beat Russia 3-0, so I'm reasonably pleased with three clean sheets out of four. I've worked with the first team, and I enjoy being in goal for their shooting practice, which helps me improve. I think the player with the hardest shot I've faced is Granit Shakar. I've always been tall, and that may be a factor as to why I became a goalkeeper. I'm now 16 and over six foot five inches. I think I've stopped growing now, though. Arsenal did some tests where they measure wrist size, wingspan, and other things. And at 14 and 15, I had apparently grown to 99.6 percent of my potential height. I don't expect another growth spurt. We play FC Vorskla tonight in our first Europa Cup game. The first team appear focused, and they're not taking the game lightly. The feeling among the players is that they want to win and win well. I expect them to do so. Q and A. What's your first memory of football? Playing at my local park. Who got you into playing football? My dad. Who was your childhood hero? Edwin Van der Sar. Which team did you support as a child? Manchester United. Who's had the biggest influence on your career to date? My dad and family and friends. What's the best goal of all time? Wayne Rooney's bicycle kick. The best moment of your career so far, playing for England. Another sport I'm good at is basketball. What's your favourite training drill? Kicking drills. Under 18 coach Kwame Ampadu on Arthur, a tall and agile shot stopper. Arthur made three under 18 appearances last season at just 16 years of age. He trained with the first team in September 2017, and just a month later, he kept a clean sheet against Swansea City in the Under-18 Premier League. He's known for making stunning last-ditch saves, 
and over the 2018-19 season, he'll be tasked with working on his footwork and passing. Info Phone, iPhone X Favourite footballer, Ronaldinho The best trophy to win in football is Ballon d'Or Fave console, PS4 The best social media platform is Instagram Favourite musician, Lil Baby My ideal holiday destination is Dubai Favourite TV series, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Best film I've seen recently, Rampage. The best thing about being at Arsenal is the great environment and facilities. The player I look up to most is David De Gea. My ideal cheat meal is pizza. On my days off, I usually rest with my family. Premier League 2, Friday, August the 24th, London Stadium. West Ham United under-23s, 2. Silver, 48. Oxford, 60. Arsenal under-23s, 3. Nikisha, 26, 52. Plegathuelo, 33. Freddie Lundberg records first win as under-23s head coach. Eddie Nikisha gets off the mark for the season. Rhys Nelson lively throughout on the right wing. Freddie Lundberg's under-23s recorded their first win of the season against the Hammers, thanks to a brace from Eddie Nikisha and Julio Plegathuelo's looping header. Rhys Nelson started brightly on the left wing, and within minutes had carved open the game's first opportunity. The winger beat his marker and drilled a ball across the face of goal, but Charlie Gilmore failed to convert from close range. West Ham then enjoyed a spell of possession and worked a handful of half-chances, only for Nikisha to latch on to a long ball over their defence and find the bottom corner to put the Gunners 1-0 up. The goal helped to increase the tempo of our play and less than 10 minutes later, Plegathuelo doubled the advantage with a looping header from 15 yards. But after a strong finish to the first half, the young gunners started the second sloppily and allowed the hosts to pull one back. Sande Silva was left unmarked inside the box, and he made no mistake in finding the back of the net with a header from close range. Lungberg's side responded almost instantly through Nikisha, who pounced on a loose ball inside the six-yard box to restore the two-goal advantage. Joe Willock then tried his luck with a long-range effort before, to our frustration, the Hammers reduced the deficit once more as Rhys Oxford bundled the ball in from six yards out. West Ham applied some late pressure as they continued to hunt for an equaliser, but Arsenal's defence stood strong and held their shape to ensure that we left the London Stadium with all three points. It's always hard when you're 2-0 up and teams come out really strong after half-time. I think maybe they caught us off guard a bit, but the boys reacted really well, Nikisha told Arsenal player after the final whistle. It's good to get a goal, and to get two is even better. I'm just really looking to push on and get as many goals as I can and try and get some goals for the first team as well. Arsenal 11. Iliev, Olawu, Ballard, Plegathuelo, Bola, Willock, Gilmore, Smith, Rowe, Ama Echi, 72, Nelson, Nikisha. Subs, 
Hain, Medley, Olayinka, Saka, 72, John Jules. Under-18 Premier League, Saturday, August the 25th, London Colney. Arsenal Under-18s, 7. Olayinka, 17, John Jules, 37, 49, 47, penalty. Saka, 50, 55, Ogunbo, 64. Leicester City under-18s, nil. Tyrese John-Jules scores a 10-minute hat-trick either side of half-time. Bukayo Saka hits a second-half brace. Arsenal score all seven goals in less than 50 minutes. Tyrese John-Jules scored a 10-minute hat-trick as the under-18s thrashed Leicester City at London Colney. The deadlock was broken in fine fashions through James Olayinka, who turned his marker with a delicate first touch before finding the bottom left corner from the edge of the box. Kwame Ampudu's side had been executing a high-press strategy against the Foxes and in the 37th minute were rewarded for some organised defensive work. Captain Matthew Smith pounced on a loose ball inside the visitor's half and played a first-time pass into the feet of John Jules, who dummied a shot long before finding the back of the net with a low left-footed strike. Moments later, Bukayo Saka showcased his fine footwork on the wing before picking out John Jules, who swivelled inside the box and fired past Magiej Stolacic. Leicester would have aimed to regroup at the break, but the Gunners maintained a relentless attacking approach into the second half and soon found a fourth goal. Zach Swanson charged into the box and forced a foul from Dennis Giamfi, leaving the referee with no other choice than to point to the penalty spot. John Jules stepped up to complete his hat-trick and made no mistake from 12 yards finding the top right corner. The young striker would try for a fourth just moments later, and he forced Stolacic into a fine save, but he parried the ball into the path of Saka, who found the net from six yards. The 17-year-old then doubled his tally with a smart finish from a tight angle, before going on to create one final chance. He delivered a perfectly weighted cross to the back post from a free kick, and schoolboy Mazid Ugongbo was there to head the ball home. Arsenal 11, Okonkwo, Daly Campbell, Spencer Adams, Smith, Swanson, Ogungbo, Olayinka, 75, McKenneth, John Jules, 69, Musa, Saka, 64, Subs, Hayne, Cottrell, 64, Greenwood, 69, Matthews, Alibiosu, 75. Premier League 2, Friday, August the 31st, Emirates Stadium. Arsenal under-23s, 2. Willock, 3. John Jules, 58. Tottenham Hotspur under-23s, 1. Harrison, 90. Joe Willock breaks the deadlock with an early strike. 17-year-old John Jules repays Freddie Lundberg's faith by netting the second. Ben Sheaf makes his first appearance since suffering a calf injury. The under-23s recorded back-to-back -back wins by seeing off Tottenham Hotspur 2-1 at Emirates Stadium on Friday, August the 31st. Freddie Lundberg's team wasted no time in stamping their authority on the game when Joe Willock pounced on a drilled cross inside the box and fired the ball into the top-right corner. 
Soon after, Emile Smith-Rowe's curling goal-bound effort was blocked before Xavier Amaechi's low strike was pushed to safety by Brandon Austin. Willock then came close to his second of the night when he raced through on goal following a perfectly weighted pass from Tyrese John Jules, but he was denied by a brilliant diving save. Smith Rowe would go on to find the back of the net just minutes before the break, but his stunning finish from a tight angle was ruled offside. Just before the hour mark, however, a loose ball dropped to John Jules inside the box, and the striker made no mistake in finding the bottom left corner with a powerful right footed effort. Charlie Gilmore then had the opportunity to make it three from the spot when Talaji Bowler was fouled inside the penalty area but Austin guessed the right way to deny him. We went on to dominate possession for the remainder of the game, having nullified the Tottenham attack and seen Troy Parrott dismissed for an off-the-ball altercation. Spurs did strike late on through Shea and Harrison, but there was no time left for them to push for an equaliser. I have history with Tottenham. It's always nice to win against them, Lundberg told Arsenal player. But of course it's about the development of my players. That's the most important thing. It's nice to win, but if I can see players developing every day at this level, then that is the key. That's what development football is about. Defender Ben Sheaf also came on as a substitute after an injury hit summer, and now the 20-year-old is desperate to make up for lost time. I was hoping to get out on loan this season, but the injury hit, and that was a bit of a difficult one to take, he said. With the checker trade this year and the under-23s Premier League, I think I can get enough games up until January. Then hopefully get out on loan then and prove to the manager that I'm ready for first-team football. Arsenal 11. Martinez, Oluwu, 51, Bola, Plegathuelo, Ballard, Gilmore, Willock, 86, Olayinka, Smith-Rowe, Amaechi, John Jules. Subs. Okonkwo, Sheaf, 51, Burton, 86, Saka, Balagan. Under-18 Premier League, Saturday, September 1st, Cobham Training Centre. Chelsea Under-18s, 3, Ballow, 4, Mola, 55, Matson, 80. Arsenal Under-18s, 1, Balagan, 70. Under-18's three-game winning streak comes to an end at double winners Chelsea. Flo Balogun strikes to give Gunners hope before the Blues kill the game off late on. Summer signing Sam Greenwood assists. The under-18s tasted defeat for the first time this season as they went down 3-1 to Chelsea at Cobham Training Ground. Flo Balogun had a golden chance to open the scoring when Valentino Livramento's weak back pass sent the young forward through on goal, but his low effort was saved well by Carlo Zigger. Trey Coyle then came close with a goal-bound half-volley that was tipped over the crossbar, but the Blues countered from the resulting corner and opened the scoring through Tiano Ballo, who converted from close range following a fine initial save from Arthur Oconquo. Ten minutes after the break, Chelsea doubled their lead through Clinton Mola, who stormed into the box and found the bottom right corner from the tightest of angles. Arsenal pressed on, and Coyle went close once more, with an improvised effort that rattled the crossbar before Yunus Musa's driven effort from the edge of the box was turned behind for a corner. 
we eventually clawed one back, thanks to a headed finish from Balagan into the bottom left corner, following Sam Greenwood's inch-perfect delivery. But our lifeline didn't last long, and less than ten minutes later, Chelsea restored their two-goal lead through Ian Martson, who beat his marker and fired the ball past Oconquo. Arsenal 11 Oconquo, Daly Campbell, 59, Spencer Adams, Ogungbo, Swanson, Smith, McKenniff, Coyle, 64, Musa, Saka, 74, Balogun. Subs, Hayne, Cottrell, 74, Greenwood, 64, Clark, 59, Matthews. Trio Signers Scholars Joel Lopez, Sam Greenwood and Carl Hayne have signed as first-year scholars. Joel joined us from Barcelona earlier this year. The 16-year-old left-back is a product of Barcelona's La Masia Academy, where he played a key role in the under-16 side before leaving the club. Sam has joined us from Sunderland, where he featured as a striker in both the under-16 and under-18 sides. The 16-year-old England international scored six goals and provided six assists for Sunderland's under-18s in the league last season. Carl has signed from FC Nom United. The 16-year-old goalkeeper plays for the Estonian national team at under-17 level. We would like to congratulate all three on their contracts and wish them all the best for the future. Rhys signs for Arsenal and Hoffenheim. Rhys Nelson has signed a new long-term contract with the Gunners, ahead of a season-long loan move to Bundesliga side Hoffenheim. A product of our Hale End Academy, Rhys has made 16 first-team appearances. The 18-year-old forward was also named Premier League 2 Player of the Year last season, after impressing for our under-23s. He's an England youth international, having played up to under-19 level. Head coach Une Emery said, Reese is a talented young player and we're pleased that he has signed a new contract with us. This move to Hoffenheim will give him the chance to get regular high-level competition in the Bundesliga and is an important step in his development. All the best for your time in Germany, Reese, and we look forward to your continued development with us. Check out the Checker Trade Trophy. Under-21s eased to victory at Coventry. Arsenal's youngsters made a winning start to their first-ever Checker Trade Trophy campaign by seeing off Coventry City 3-0 at the Rico Arena on Wednesday, September 12th. An early strike from Emile Smith-Rowe set Freddie Lundberg's team on their way, and after weathering a spell of possession from the hosts, the Gunners began to create more opportunities. Eddie Nakisha later added a second goal on 77 minutes, before Joe Willock made the three points safe in stoppage time. It capped a happy anniversary for Lundberg, who signed for the Gunners 20 years ago to the day. A full report will feature in the Everton programme. Nikisha on target as Ballard stars. Daniel Ballard was part of the Northern Ireland under-21 side that produced a major shock by beating Spain during the recent international break. The 18-year-old completed 90 minutes of action as Ian Barraclough's side stormed into an early two-goal lead in Albacete. Spain pulled a goal back in second-half stoppage time, but Ballard and co. held on for a momentous victory. Eddie Nikisha also continued his impressive start to the season by scoring for England under-20s during the recent international break. 
Our striker gave Paul Simpson's side the lead early on in their game against Netherlands, although the hosts eventually came back to win 3-1. Joe Willock came on as a second-half substitute. Willock and Rhys Nelson both started four days earlier as the under-20s won 2-0 against Switzerland. Former gunner and brother of Joe, Chris Willock, also featured in that match. Meanwhile, Bukayo Saka and Tyrese John Jules started as England under-18s beat the Netherlands 3-0 in France, with fellow striker Folorin Balogan coming off the bench during the second half. Neil Dusnip's side built on that result by winning 3-0 against Russia two days later. Arthur Okonkwo kept a clean sheet, while John Jules opened the scoring. Balogun also started, while Saka was a 73rd-minute substitute. And Saka was the star, as the under-18s made sure they won the Limoges tournament, thanks to a 2-1 victory over hosts France in their final match. The winger scored the winner from the penalty spot 15 minutes before full-time. Elsewhere, Sam Greenwood and Yunus Musa scored for England under-17s in wins over Norway and Portugal, with Miguel Aziz also featuring. The Academy alumni, Danielle Malin, tracking down a former Academy player as they make their mark elsewhere in professional football. Danielle Malin will never forget August the 21st, 2018, having replaced Herving Lozano in the 87th minute of PSV Eindhoven's Champions League qualifier against BATE Borisov, it took the 19-year-old striker less than 120 seconds to make a huge impact, slamming home his first senior goal to give his side a crucial 3-2 first-leg win. That goal was the high point of what's been an encouraging year in Eindhoven since leaving us late last summer. A talented and pacey forward, Danielle joined us from Ajax in 2015 and spent two years in North London before returning to his homeland. Having impressed for the youth teams, Danielle was selected for the first team's tour to Sydney and China in 2017. He made two appearances on that trip before completing his move to PSV. Danielle impressed for young PSV, the club's second string, last season, finishing as their top scorer, and he also made four substitute appearances for the senior team. Match Action Saturday, August 25th, 2018, 5.30, Emirates Stadium, Premier League, Attendance 59,830. Arsenal 3, West Ham United 1. Match stats. Total shots. Arsenal 17, West Ham 13. Shots on target. Arsenal 10, West Ham 5. Corners. Arsenal 7, West Ham 2. Offsides. Arsenal 3, West Ham 3. Fouls. Arsenal 16, West Ham 13. Possession. Arsenal 62%. West Ham 38%. Referee Graham Scott. Arsenal scorers. Monreal in the 30th minute. Diop with a 70th minute own goal. Welbeck in the 90th minute. West Ham United scorer. Arnautovic in the 25th minute. Arsenal lineup. Number one, Czech. Number two, Bellerin. Number five, Socrates. 
Number 20, Mustafi. Number 18, Monreal. Number 29, Guendozi. Number 29, Zaka. Number 7, Mkhitaryan. Number 8, Ramsey. Number 17, Iwobi. Number 14, Aubameyang. Substitutes. Number 19, Leno. Number 12, Licksteiner. Number 16, Holding. Number 4, El Nenny. Number 11, Torreira. Number 23, Welbeck. Number 9, Lacazette. West Ham United lineup. Number 1, Fabianski. Number 24, Fredericks. Number 4, Badbuena. Number 23, Diop. Number 26, Masuaku. Number 11, Snodgrass. Number 15, Sanchez. Number 19, Wilshire. Number 30, Antonio. Number 8, Anderson. Number 7, Arnautovic. Substitutes. Number 13, Adrian. Number 5, Zabaleta. Number 41, Rice. Number 14, Obiang. Number 20, Yarmolenko. Number 27, Perez. Number 17, Hernandez. First half. With both sides desperate to get off the mark after losing their first two games, the match got off to a frenetic start as Arsenal pressed and the Hammers looked to disrupt the hosts' rhythm. Aaron Ramsey had an early goal ruled out for offside, but it was the visitors who took the lead when Marko Arnautovic broke at speed and finished past Petracek. Having struggled to get going, Arsenal finally sparked into life when Nacho Monreal applied the finishing touch to a 16-pass move to level the scores. And although Ramsey and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang tried their luck, that's how it remained at half-time. Second half, Shikoldra Mustafi and Alex Lacazette, on for Alex Iwobi at the break, both tested former gunner Lukas Fabianski in the early stages of the second half. But West Ham remained a threat as Arnautovic and Felipe Anderson brought saves out of check. It was Lacazette who made the difference though, the French international forcing an own goal from Issa Diop that turned the match in Arsenal's favour. Still the visitors pressed and they remained a threat until sub Danny Welbeck netted in injury time to get the Gunners' season up and running. 10. Arsenal are unbeaten in the last 10 London derbies at Emirates Stadium, winning 7 and drawing 3. 3. Danny Welbeck netted his third Premier League goal against West Ham. Only against Aston Villa 4 and Everton 4 has he scored more. 99. Arsenal have only lost to West Ham 4 times in 3 games this century. We've won 22 and drawn 7. The Arsenal Foundation. The Legends game. Jens Lehmann proved to be the hero when he saved a penalty and scored the decisive spot kick as we beat Real Madrid Legends in a shootout at Emirates Stadium. The game may not have had the intensity of matches between these two sides in the past, but there were still some lovely touches and passing moves to admire. 
Robert Pires soon had the crowd on their feet by plucking the ball out of the air, dropping the shoulder and skipping past his marker before Ray Parler combined with the Frenchman and slipped a lovely ball behind the rail back line that the visitors just about cleared. Jens Lehmann was then called into action to make a smart stop to deny Ruben de la Red after a fine bit of play by the legendary Raoul but it was only towards the end of the first half that the match really got going. Gilberto, still such a classy operator in midfield, was at the heart of it. Played in on goal after lovely link-up play on the right by Jeremy Aladieri and Thomas Rosicki, but his shot was blocked and his follow-up well saved by Cesar Sanchez. From the resulting corner, Davor Suka sent a looping header back across goal that was cleared off the line while at the other end Nigel Winterburn had to make a vital block to divert Raoul's goal-bound effort around the post. Rosicki went close with a powerful effort that flashed just wide after the restart, but the second half was a lower-key affair with chances few and far between. Aliaderi, moved up front for the second period, went close with a fierce drive near the end that stung the hands of the keeper, but there was no breakthrough and the game went to penalties. Up stepped Lehmann to make the crucial save and then fire home the fifth and final penalty to cap a fine afternoon as we raise money for the Arsenal Foundation. The Arsenal Foundation. I really enjoyed the crowd, even if we had lost. Just people coming to watch us is fantastic. I was one of the fitter guys, so I was supposed to take a penalty. Jens Lehmann. How our players got on. Our team of legends rolled back the years with their hard-fought penalty shootout over their legendary Spanish opposition. All played their part in aid of the Arsenal Foundation, and here's a rundown of the former Gunners in action, and their best moments. Jens Lehmann. What an afternoon for the former Germany international who produced a string of saves in normal time and then made a sharp stop in the shootout from Alphonse Perez before slamming home the winning spot kick himself, imperious in goal and in front of goal. Pascal Sigan. After a slightly nervy start, the French defender was calm and untroubled for much of his match, forming a good understanding with Upson at the heart of the defence. It was a tough 90 minutes, and Real Madrid play regularly, and you can see that with the way they play with the ball. But it's such an honour and a pleasure to play against them, it was competitive, but a little bit slower. Nigel Winterburn. Matthew Upson, cool and calm under pressure, the centre-back impressed at the heart of the back line, despite being up against the likes of Raul and Fernando Morientes. Stepped forward in the shootout and confidently converted from the spot. Chris White. After a late call-up to the squad, the defender came on in the second half and impressed with a series of crucial interceptions, blocks and tackles. A fine performance by the 57-year-old. Nigel Winterburn. Having impressed with a titanic display at the Bernabeu in June, the full-back was his usual energetic presence on the left, although he took a kick to the ankle that seemed to trouble him during the second half. Still, another faultless display. Ray Parler. Stationed in central midfield, the Romford Pele was at the heart of the action, and one of the first half combination plays with Pires brought the crowd to its feet. He showed the energy and heart for which he was known throughout his playing days. Thomas Rosicki. 
a typical classy display from the former Czech international, who caused plenty of problems for the Real backline. Went close to opening the scoring at the start of the second half with a shot from the edge of the area. He was denied the chance to take the winning penalty by Lehman, though. Robert Pires. What a display. What a player he remains. Showed some beautiful touches throughout and brought the crowd to its feet on more than one occasion with his surges forward from midfield. Combined well with his fellow Frenchman, Ali Aderi, and always looked most likely to make something happen. Gilberto Silva. Known as the Invisible Wall during his time with us, the Brazilian is a classy operator and showed his enduring quality with some well-timed tackles and incisive passes. Had the best chance of the first half with a powerful volley that was well saved by Cesar Sanchez. I was doing a warm-up and was halfway through it when I just felt my calf really twinge. I tried to carry on a little bit more, but it was twinging even more. David Seaman Luis Boamorte Never shy about putting himself about, the Portuguese made a couple of meaty challenges and also stretched the Real Madrid back line with his pace. Had an early chance that he put wide of the near post, but remained a threat until he came off in the second half. Davor Suka He may not have the same mobility as he did in his pomp, but the Croatian showed some deft touches and came close to scoring with a looping header back across the face of goal that was headed off the line. Jeremy Aliaderi, the youngest member of the Arsenal side, and it showed as he displayed real pace and quality, whether at right back in the first half or up front after the interval. Came close to settling matters near the end with a fine run and shot that was palmed away by the keeper. David Hillier, stepped off the bench to play in an unfamiliar right-back role and didn't put a foot wrong although Jose Emilio Amavisca may not agree, after being on the receiving end of a mistimed challenge from the Arsenal man. Perry Groves got a huge cheer from the home fans after his introduction off the bench, but didn't have much time to impress. Anders Limpar, Arsenal's original super Swede seemed to be carrying a knock when he came on right near the end, and did not have the chance to set off on one of his trademark runs up the left flank this time round. Stefan Schwarz. The Swedish midfielder came on towards the end and showed some nice touches. The Arsenal Foundation. Thank you for your support. On behalf of the Arsenal Foundation, thank you for attending the Arsenal Legends vs Real Madrid Legends match on Saturday. The Legends match will provide significant funding for our groundbreaking new Coaching for Life project, developed with global charity partner Save the Children. Working as one team, Arsenal and Save the Children have combined their expertise to create a unique football programme to improve the mental well-being of children affected by conflict and violence living in the Za'atari refugee camp and the slum communities of Jakarta. Former Arsenal captain and new Arsenal Academy manager Per Mertesacker has recently returned from Jordan to launch the programme. When children suffer, we all lose, he says. People here have fled their country, and I have no experience of that. So I talked to them and learnt a lot. It was a privilege for me to visit. The young people I met focus on what is happening now, and this project will give them courage to cope with the struggles they face day to day, as well as providing them with the skills to have a better future. 
Whether you're a young person on one of our community programs in North London or part of our academy, you're part of the Arsenal family. We take our responsibility as a club seriously. The project aims to reach 4,500 girls and boys over three years. You can learn more about the project and see how Per got on at arsenal.com. Words by Nick Brumsack. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Remember who you are and who you represent. This season, Arsenal players will be giving us in-depth insights into their personal journeys through life in their own words. First up, Alex Iwobi, as told to Max Jones. I've heard that saying so many times. The coaches and players always remind us, especially the younger players, First of all, they're trying to teach us to be professional on the pitch because obviously we represent Arsenal and we need to be a team and a unit. We need to be professional, whether that means being punctual or whether it's your attitude on and off the pitch. Growing up, I've always had a respect for the club. I always wanted to do my best for the club, so I try to be professional. Arsenal's standards are very high, so I've always tried to reach that level. Arsenal have always been one of the best clubs in the world. So to even be a part of the club from a young age, I've always had to give my best, show why I'm here and prove myself. Arsenal has always been like that. My family moved from Lagos to London in 2000 when I was just four years old. Because I'm from a football family, I started playing from young and was spotted by Arsenal when I was at Rittleway with Tuba Agpom. Back then, it was simple. I'd look for Tuba and he'd score. We were only six at the time, so after we'd been scouted, we spent two years at the club's developmental centre before signing and moving to Hale End when we were nine. I have a lot of memories of that place. 
It's changed quite a lot since when I was there, but I still have memories of going on to the AstroTurf and having Steve Leonard as my coach. He always used to remind us to give 100%, and that's the main thing that I've held with me ever since. The day that I found out that I was getting my scholarship was a bit tense, because there were, I don't know how many boys left, but only three of us got the scholarship, and I never thought I would be one of them. I was almost released at 14 and again at 16, so I wasn't feeling very confident about it. We usually found out in December who might be kept on, but I kept on getting the question, is he good enough? So they extended it to see if I could do something, and it went on to March and then April. Luckily, I did enough. Then at 16, I had the option to leave, but I always felt at home at Arsenal, and this was where I wanted to be. At 16, there were a lot of good players, a few internationals in the team at a young age, so it was difficult for me to stand out. They always want the best, and I wasn't really up there at that age. The fact that I kept getting chances made me feel lucky, so I couldn't believe it when I was given a scholarship. But then I came straight back down to earth again when I left Hale End for London Coney. You have to become a man really quickly, and that's what I had to prepare for, for being in a man's environment. There were people like Sanchez Watt, Craig Eastman, Janaid Mead, Chuck Saneke, and Benik Afobi. There were a lot of players there. It was a talented group, especially as most of them came from Hale End, so I watched them play for the reserves to see how they got on and how they carried themselves. It gave us younger players the belief that if players like them could do it, why couldn't we? We just had to apply ourselves like they did. It wasn't easy, though, because it was a very different environment. I was training every day compared to the three times a week that I was used to. You have to get yourself physically ready, mentally ready, and there's a lot of obstacles in the way. You just have to psych yourself up every day for training, and even in matches. Obviously, when I first arrived, I wasn't really starting under-18s games. I wasn't even playing in the FA Youth Cup much until my second year. My family and friends always gave me the belief, saying that I had to just prove myself and show my ability, and that I would make it to the top. If you have that belief and confidence, you will always do well. But then I met one of my biggest heroes, and my confidence went through the roof. I couldn't believe it when I was told that Thierry Henry was going to come and coach us. I will always remember this one thing he said. He would always say that a lot of people play well, but if you haven't impacted the game or done something that people will recognise, then you really go unnoticed. Basically, for an attacking player, you have to get that goal, or you have to get that assist. People would be like, what did Alex do in that game? I would score a goal or get an assist, and that was the main thing for me. I was happy and excited to work with him because he's a legend at Arsenal, and because of the way he used to get his goals, the way he used to play, the way he used to create goals or score solo goals. It was just an honour to work with him. At the end of that season, I was training with the first team quite a bit, and I'd played a couple of cup games, so I was getting used to training with them. When I went to Singapore with them in the summer of 2015, I knew I had the opportunity to break into the first team, but I never expected to play as much as I did during my first season. 
After making my debut in the League Cup against Sheffield Wednesday, Arsene Wenger told me he wanted to keep me around the first team and give me some game time in the Premier League. To hear that from such a legendary manager was one thing, but just four days after playing against Swansea, I was playing against Bayern Munich at the Alliance Arena. By the end of the season, I'd scored two goals for Arsenal, two goals for Nigeria, and had started a game against Barcelona at the Nou Camp. It was crazy to play against the best players in the world. It's a young man's dream, especially at the age of 19. I never thought I would be playing against the likes of Messi, Suarez and Neymar. When I think back to it, it still feels mad. At the time, I didn't know how to feel. I was just buzzing. I just wanted to go and prove to the world what I could do. We lost 3-1 in the end, but when I came off the pitch, I remember thinking that I was going to go on loan at the start of the season, and now here I was, playing against the world's best at the new camp. Everything changed that season. I was training with the first team every day, and I started to feel more like I belonged in the first team dressing room. It was the longest walk from the reserve changing room to the first team changing room, but to actually accomplish it was just amazing. I'd also started playing for Nigeria much more, and had the maddest experience when I scored the goal to help us reach the World Cup. I didn't know what to do, and the shot went in, so I just ran off to the corner, and I was almost crying. I couldn't control it. To see how the fans were reacting, to see my mum and dad, it was just an amazing feeling. It was almost like everyone had won the lottery. They were just jumping like mad. To reach the World Cup isn't just the player's dream, it's the fan's dream as well, and for me to get the goal for us to go through made me so proud. Although we didn't make it through the group stage, playing at a World Cup is something I always dreamed of doing, but I never knew if I would. To be where I am today, I'm just grateful, but there's a long way to go, and I've still got to give 100%. I still have to continue as I did as a kid. Arsenal has been always a big club in my eyes, and I've seen them win loads of trophies. To be a part of it is just amazing, and I just want to make history with the club. I want to win trophies, titles, anything. I want to win as much as I can with Arsenal. As a kid, even when I was going to school, to say I played for Arsenal was an honour. To actually wear the Arsenal shirt and walk out at Emirates Stadium and see all the fans is an amazing feeling. The very first kit that I had was an Arsenal shirt, and I'm still as honoured and proud to wear the shirt today. I can't wait for that to continue. Alex's History Highlights Summer 2002, first trained with the Arsenal Academy. November 22, 2003, joins the Hailand Academy as an under-9. July 2012, given a scholarship and moves from Hailand to London Coney. October 27, 2015, makes first-team debut in the League Cup against Sheffield Wednesday. October 31, 2015, makes his Premier League debut versus Swansea City. November 4, 2015, makes his Champions League debut against Bayern Munich. March 19, 2016, scores his first goal for Arsenal in the Premier League against Everton. March 25, 2016, makes his debut for Nigeria, coming on as a substitute versus Egypt. October 9, 2016, 
scores his first goal for Nigeria in a World Cup qualifier against Zambia. August the 25th, 2018, plays his 100th first-team game for Arsenal versus West Ham. His squad number, 17. Appearances, 100. Goals, 10. Assists, 15. Nigeria camps, 21. First-team honours, 3. England youth appearances, 11. Club culture. Arsenal around the world. Arsenal Supporters Club's Player of the Season 2017-18. Over the summer, our worldwide network of supporters clubs voted for their Player of the Season for the 2017-18 season. Aaron Ramsey was voted the winner, with 45% of the vote, followed by Nacho Monreal with 35%. In third spot, with a late-season run, came Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who garnered 10% of the vote. Congratulations, Aaron. It's hugely well-deserved. Before the home game against West Ham United, our Welsh midfielder was presented with his trophy by Arsenal Sweden's Philip Hammer, who was chosen to make the award from all the members who voted in the poll. The trophy will now be displayed on the stadium tour route, and Aaron's name will be added to the Roll of Honour in the Players' Match Lounge. We currently have more than 180 supporters clubs around the world and a membership of more than 100,000 gooners, all of whom were eligible to vote. If you'd like to find out more about your local supporters club, then you can find all the details on arsenal.com in the Fan Zone section. If your area isn't represented and you would like to find out more about forming a supporters club, get in touch with our supporters liaison officer Mark Brindle at mbrindle at arsenal.co.uk For more info, please visit www.arsenal.com slash supportersclubs slash setting hyphen up hyphen your hyphen own hyphen club Community 33 years in the community using the power of Arsenal to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community, at AFC Community. Six of the Arsenal legends playing tomorrow are here at our Elthorne Park project in Archway, speaking to the participants. The pitch was recently relayed thanks to funding from at AFC underscore foundation. Instagram in the community at Arsenal underscore in underscore the underscore community. Today we had the launch of Drawn Out, our short movie made in partnership with at AA Islington and at UK Fully Focused. The movie was created by young people from Elthorne Estate to show the experiences and challenges that young people may face growing up in London. After a year of hard work, today we were able to premiere it with great pride. Grassroots Mini League 2018 Over the summer, Arsenal in the community hosted its annual Grassroots Mini League, a competition that aims to provide local clubs with additional playing opportunities following the end of the traditional youth league season. And the good news was that an increase in the number of venues 
used to host fixtures allowed more players than ever to participate. Fixtures were played on Saturday mornings across five local facilities from April to July. Venues included St Mark's Primary School, Market Road, the Arsenal Hub, Stoke Newington and the newly refurbished Ackland Burghley School Facility. The league's main objectives are to fill the gap between the traditional league season finishing in mid-April and the summer holidays, providing further opportunities for young players to play structured games, to encourage clubs and coaches to share good practice, to help develop local young players, to provide a child-friendly environment in which players can enjoy the game. More than 500 players took part in this year's mini-league, which concluded on July 21st. The league is part of our Football Plus project, which is co-funded by the Premier League. As well as providing opportunities for local youngsters, there has also been a focus on improving touchline behaviour and working with parents closely to improve the matchday experience for everybody. Attention boards promoting the FA's Respect campaign were introduced at several venues to help create a positive atmosphere during games. My son had the opportunity to socialise and meet new friends, said one parent. He's learned new things about himself and his abilities. He's also been able to learn from others. It's excellent for our young players to continue to have matches in the summer and to develop. It's a much appreciated opportunity, said one grassroots coach, while another added, The environment and organisation has been excellent. It's also provided a safe environment for children to play in and has been a good level of competition. We're really pleased with how the mini-leagues across the various age categories have gone this year, said Arsenal in the community's James Warnock. As a result, we will host an under-11-under-12 mini-league from September that will run alongside the traditional leagues during the autumn-winter months when many face games being cancelled. For more information on our mini-leagues, please contact jwarnock at arsenal.co.uk and follow us at AFC Community. Match Action Sunday, September the 2nd, 2018 13.30 Cardiff City Stadium, Premier League Attendance, 32,316 Away fans, 3,115 Cardiff City 2, Arsenal 3 Match Stats, Total Shots Cardiff 14, Arsenal 17 Shots on Target Cardiff 3, Arsenal 11. Corners, Cardiff 3, Arsenal 9. Offsides, Cardiff 3, Arsenal 1. Fouls, Cardiff 12, Arsenal 14. Possession, Cardiff 28%, Arsenal 72%. Torreira, passes 26. Pass completion 100%. Duels 1, 6. Tackles 3. Recoveries, 2. Assist, 1. Referee, Anthony Taylor. Cardiff goalscorers, Camarasa, 45th minute. Ward, 70th minute. Arsenal goalscorers, Mustafi, 12. Aubameyang, 
62. Lacazette, 81. Cardiff City team, number one, Etheridge, number five, Ercool Munger, number four, Morrisons, number 22, Bamba, number three, Bennett, number 21, Camarasa, substitute 89th minute, number seven, Arter, number eight, Rawls, number 33, Hoylet, number 14, Reed. Number 9, Ward. Substitute, 84th minute. Substitutes. Number 28, Murphy. Number 2, Peltier. Number 13, Patterson. Number 18, Cunningham. Number 23, Harris. Number 24, Madine. Substitute, 89th minute. Number 10, Zohori. Substitute, 84th minute. Arsenal team. Number 1. Czech, number two, Bellerin, number five, Socrates, number 20, Mustafi, number 18, Monreal, number 29, Gwenduzi, substitute 70th minute, number 29, Zaka, number 10, Ozil, substitute 84th minute, number 8, Ramsey, number 9, Lacazetta, number 14, Aubameyang, Substitute, 89th minute. Substitutes, 19, Leno. Number 12, Lichsteiner. 16, Holding. 4, Elneny. 11, Torreira. Substitute, 70th minute. 7, Mikatarian. Substitute, 89th minute. 23, Welbeck. Substitute, 84th minute. Match action, first half. Alex Lacazetta was the star on his return to the starting lineup, although the Gunners' opening goal came from a less predictable source when Chokran Mustafi headed home Granite Zaka's corner on 12 minutes. Aaron Ramsey came close to doubling the lead after good work by Lacazette, but Neil Etheridge denied the Welshman on his return to his former club and Arsenal were made to pay in first-half stoppage time when Victor Camarasa beat Nacho Monreal and fired past Petr Cech. Second half. The second half was even more entertaining, even though it took until the 63rd minute for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to light up the scoreboard by collecting Lacazette's neat flick and rifling home from just outside the area. Still Cardiff refused to lie down, and eight minutes later, Sean Morrison flicked the ball across the goal for Danny Ward to head past Czech. But the Gunners weren't to be denied, and it was Lacazette who smashed in a late winner to seal a victory Arsenal's overall domination deserved. 11. Since his Premier League debut in February, only Liverpool's Mo Salah, 15, has scored more goals than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 11. 7. Alex Lacazette has been directly involved in seven goals in his last five Premier League starts, five goals, two assists. 76. Aubameyang's goal from outside the box ended a run of 76 goals from inside the area, dating back to March 2016. 100 consecutive years in the top flight. Life at the top. Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country. 
But how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out. By Josh James. Stefan Lichsteiner. Question, why did you want to become a footballer? He said, because in all of my free time I was on the pitch playing football with my friends or training. Of course, it's the dream for so many kids to become a footballer. But at the end it's very, very difficult. So of course I had the dream. I think when I started to think, my dream was to be a football player. What's your first real memory of football? Stefan said, I remember the first official game I played in and we lost 19-1. It was not a good start. We played against the older ones. Question, were you interested in any other sports growing up? He said, oh yeah, I loved almost every sport, hockey, tennis, everything I like. I also like bicycles or even just walking about, so I like all the sports. Question, could you have been professional in any other sport? He said, I was just concentrating on football. I don't know, maybe tennis, but it's another sport, very different, and it's an individual sport, so it's much more difficult. Question, did you meet any famous footballers as a youngster? He said, well, I looked up to Romario from Brazil, and he was my idol in the beginning, but I only met players from the Swiss Football League when I was young. I went to Dortmund once and met Stefan Chapuzat of Borussia Dortmund. Question, what position did you play as a youngster? He said, I played as a right midfielder, and then I moved back into defence. Question, who were your early influences in football? He answered, well, you take things step by step, and at each new team you have a different coach. It's important to learn from each coach what you have to learn, but I think as a young player it's different. When you start to be a professional player, of course, you have important coaches. I had it in Lille with Claude Puel, who was a very good coach for me. I had Delia Rossi at Lazio, and with Antonio Conte, who was very good at Juventus, and now Unai Emery. So I've had some very good coaches. Question. When you signed pro, did you celebrate with your family? He said, no, because it was only the start and not the end, so we didn't have a big party. I was 18 years old with grasshoppers, so we didn't throw a party because it was my dream and I wanted to go far, so it was just the start. Question, what do you remember about your first team debut? He said, we had a great team and at this time grasshoppers were the best side in Switzerland. We were playing to be champions, so the pressure was high and I liked it. A lot of older players were helping and we had a great coach. I came on against young boys for the last ten minutes. I think we won, so I was happy. Question, what's the best piece of advice you have received in your career? He said, work hard and enjoy it. Enjoy the work and enjoy the football. Question, do you have to be reminded of that? Can it be hard to enjoy football at times? He said, you know, sometimes you can lose a little bit of the fun because there's a lot of pressure. It's important to accept this because it's normal at this level and many people think they know it better, so just work hard and have fun. Question. What's been your best moment as a professional footballer? Stefan said, I had a lot of very good moments, but all the titles we won are the best moments. I had other highlights and I lost the final of the Champions League twice with Juventus, 
So there were some quite hard times also. Question. Do those bad moments make you more determined? He said, you learn and you need to learn. As I said before, it's not easy, especially if you're playing for a big team. If you're playing for a big team, you have many critics and many people speak. The more you win, the better you are, and the more critics you have. So, if you want to play football at a high level, you need to accept it. Question. What has surprised you about being a professional footballer? Stefan answered, At ten, you know nothing, and you're just living a dream. So, I think at the end, it's big pressure, and the players take it very well. The critics are always present, so maybe this is a little thing that you can't explain to anybody who hasn't played football. Question, is there anything that you did better in your approach to football when you were a child than now? Yes, I wasn't thinking too much. Question, do you still love football just as much as you did when you were younger? He said, I think it's different because when you are young you play because you love the football and now, of course, you love the football but you know that you have to win and if not, it will be hard. But I'm still just enjoying the football. Last question. Will your kids grow up to be footballers? He said, I don't know. If they want to play football, then they can play football but if not, it's not a problem. They don't have pressure. They can do what they like to do and what they love to do. Then we will see. Arsenal Women Joe Montemuro's side kick off their league campaign in style after a busy World Cup break. Rampant gunners start with a bang. Viviane Midema hit a hat-trick as Arsenal got their Women's Super League campaign off to a flying start with a 5-0 win over Liverpool on Sunday, September the 9th. Joe Montemuro had to shuffle his pack after the international break and handed a first start to French goalkeeper Pauline Peyro-Magnin. Lisa Evans and Katie McCabe both shifted from wide midfield to full back positions, with Dominique Bloodworth moving inside to partner Louise Quinn in the heart of the defence. Leah Walty anchored the midfield behind Kim Little and Jordan Nobbs, while Danielle van der Donk and Beth Mead provided width alongside Midema. Arsenal made a flying start against a Liverpool team bedding in a host of new signings after losing 12 players this summer with Medema pouncing on a loose ball to open the scoring early on. And just before the quarter-hour mark, it was two, the Dutch striker bursting forward, cutting inside and finding Evans, who fired high into the top corner. Piro Magnan was called into action and made a stunning save to deny former Arsenal midfielder Christy Murray. But then the Gunners scored again when Medema played a 1-2 with Little, who rounded her marker before finding the bottom right corner. Six minutes before the interval, it was four, with Evans racing to the byline after some intricate build-up play and crossing for Midema to double her tally from six yards out. The Gunners dominated the second half, without quite matching the intensity of the first, but there was still a moment of magic when the Dutch striker became the first Arsenal player to score a WSL hat-trick since Kelly Smith in September 2014 by thumping the ball home from an indirect free kick. Arsenal, Peyro Magnin, Evans, substituted with Samuelson in the 66th minute, 
Bloodworth, Quinn, McCabe, Walty, Little, substituted with Kuken in the 83rd minute, Nobbs, Van der Donk, Mead, Midema. Subs not used, Van Wienendal, Mitchell. World Cup Joy Arsenal's English and Scottish internationals are celebrating after booking their places at next summer's World Cup in France. Jordan Nobbs played the full 90 minutes of England's 3-0 win in Wales that guaranteed qualification on August 31st, and then, four days later, Beth Mead and Leah Williamson made their full debuts in the 6-0 win in Kazakhstan. Beth then took just nine minutes to register her first international goal, converting from the penalty spot after she had been brought down in the area, before netting again in the closing stages. Kim Little was on the score sheet as a Scotland team that also featured Lisa Evans and Emma Mitchell beat Group 2 leaders Switzerland 2-1 on August 30th. And she was at it again in Albania on September the 4th to open the scoring as the Scots, who needed to better Switzerland's result in Poland, battled to a 2-1 win. With Leo Walty absent, the Swiss could only draw 0-0 and will now enter the playoffs. Congratulations to all those heading to France, including Scotland manager and former Arsenal boss Shelley Kerr. Meanwhile, our Dutch quartet will also have to battle through two playoff rounds to reach the World Cup after losing 2-1 in Norway and relinquishing top spot in their final qualifier. The Netherlands faced an uphill task when Norway scored twice in the opening six minutes in Oslo. Viviane Midema pulled a goal back on 31 minutes, but a team that also featured Danielle van der Donk, Dominique Bloodworth and Sari van Wienendal couldn't find the equaliser that would have given them automatic qualification. The Dutch now face a two-legged repeat of the Euro 2017 final against Denmark, while Switzerland will play Belgium in the other playoff semi-final. The winners of those two ties will then meet in November to decide who will fill the final European berth at next summer's showpiece. Katie doubles up again. Katie McCabe followed up her brace against West Ham United last month by scoring twice in the Republic of Ireland's 4-0 win over Northern Ireland. Neither side could qualify for the World Cup, but the Republic signed off in style, with skipper McCabe netting the second goal from a rebound on 12 minutes after West Ham's Leanne Kiernan had put them ahead early on. Kiernan made it three approaching the half-hour mark, and the Arsenal winger completed the scoring by firing home a penalty on 58 minutes. 2018-19 Arsenal Fixtures Sunday 19th of August, West Ham United, CC, 3-1, home game. Sunday 9th of September, Liverpool, 5-0, home game. Sunday 16th of September, Lewis FC, CC. Wednesday 19th of September, Yeovil Town, WSL. Sunday 23rd of September, West Ham United, WSL, home game. Sunday 14th of October, Chelsea, WSL. Sunday 21st of October, Reading, WSL, home game. Sunday 28th of October, Bristol City, WSL. Sunday 4th of November, Birmingham City, WSL, home game. Sunday 18th of November, Everton, WSL. Sunday 25th of November, Brighton & Hove Albion, WSL, home game. Sunday 2nd of December, Manchester City, WSL. Thursday 6th of December, Charlton Athletic, CC, home game. Wednesday 12th of December, Millwall Lionesses, CC. 
Sunday 6th of January, West Ham United, WSL. 8th or 9th of January, quarter-final, CC. Sunday 13th of January, Chelsea, WSL, home game. Sunday 27th of January, Reading, WSL. Sunday 3rd of February, 4th round, FAC. 5th or 6th of February, semi-final, CC. Sunday 10th of February, Liverpool, WSL. Sunday 17th of February, 5th round, FAC. Thursday 21st of February, Yeovil Town, WSL. Home game. Saturday 23rd of February, final, CC. Thursday 14th of March, Bristol City, WSL, home game. Sunday 17th of March, quarter-final, FAC. Sunday 31st of March, Birmingham City, WSL. Sunday 14th of April, semi-final, FAC, home game. Sunday 21st of April, Everton, WSL, home game. Sunday 28th of April, Brighton & Hove Albion, WSL. Saturday 4th of May, final, FAC, home game. Sunday 12th of May, Manchester City, WSL, home game. Like Arsenal, Vorskra Poltova gained automatic qualification to the UEFA Europa League group stage through their 2017-18 league position. They finished third in the Ukrainian Premier League behind champions Shakhtar Donetsk and runners-up Dinamo Kiev, matching the best final placing in the club's history, which they also achieved on their top-flight debut in 1996-97 to qualify for European competition for the first time in the old UEFA Cup. Named after the river that runs through the city of Podhova, which is located almost 200 miles to the east of Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, FC Vorskla's history goes back to 1955, but the club has only existed in its current form since 1984. Promotion to the top flight came as second division champions in 1995-96, and they have remained among Ukraine's elite ever since, qualifying seven times for Europe. Although the Ukrainian league title has long since become a private battle between Shakhtar and Dinamo, they have won 26 of the 27 championships between them, Vorskla have established themselves among the best of the rest. Their greatest day was May 31, 2009, when they defeated newly crowned UEFA Cup winners Shakhtar 1-0 in the final of the Ukrainian Cup to lift their first major trophy. The scorer of the winning goal was veteran striker Vasil Sachko, who is now the team's head coach. Vorskula's Cup win earned them a playoff berth in the inaugural Europa League of 2009-10, but they were handed a tough draw against Benfica and lost the first leg 4-0 in Lisbon, before winning the return 2-1, with Sachko again on target. Two years later, they did make it into the group stage after qualifying victories over Glentoran, Sligo Rovers and Dinamo Bucharest, but managed just two points, finishing behind Hanover, FC Copenhagen and Standard Liège. Since that 2011-12 adventure, Vorskla have had two further European campaigns, but fed at the first hurdle in both, 
suffering successive third qualifying round defeats to Slovakian side Zelina in 2015-16, 0 2 away, 3 1 at home, and Croatia's Lokomotiva Zagreb, 0 0 away, 2 3 at home a year later. The visitors, Vorskla Portava. An in-depth look at tonight's opposition, including the latest news from the Ukrainian top-flight side, the key players, historical info, loads of stats and some eclectic facts. Knowing that third place in last season's domestic league would enable them to skip Europa League qualifying in 2018-19, Vorskla spent virtually the entire season preserving that position, eventually finishing six points clear of fourth-placed Zoya Luhansk at the end of the two-phase Premier Liga, albeit 26 in arrears of champions Shakhtar. Their current squad remains virtually unchanged from last season, though boosted by the exotic addition of two Brazilians in left-back Arter and online striker Nicolas Caraca. My story, Tell Tales, the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Tell Tales, a theatre company that uses sensory puppets to stimulate conversations with older people whose voices often go unheard. Co-founder Maisie Turpy, 29, tells us how it works. My friend Ashley Cheadle and I set up Tell Tales two years ago now. We're both actors, and we met at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, where, as part of our course, we had modules on puppetry. We fell in love with the magic of it, and believe that when using puppets, you can take people on an adventure. We've been amazed at the powerful connection that an audience can have with a puppet when they've invested their imagination in it. Ashley had worked in the Lake District on a show using sheepdog puppets and had amazing experiences with the local community. And I'd read a book exploring a soldier's connection to his dog. We realised that older people in care facilities often can't take their pets with them and wondered whether our puppet, combined with storytelling, could stimulate conversation. We were interested in the strong connections that owners can have with their pets, the memories that animals can unlock. We have a puppet sheepdog called Lucky. She was made to be incredibly realistic so that people can engage with her as if she was a real dog. And we encourage participants to share their own stories. Sometimes this will mean adopting a character, or it could be as simple as stroking her to inspire stories or memories. The most common reaction we get is surprise. Lucky is often the most realistic puppet people have ever seen. And the best thing about doing the shows is really finding a connection with people. Watching people engage with the puppet has been really special. We want to keep doing what we're doing. We'd love to expand the number of care homes that we are able to visit to enable us to meet more people in the community. We're also developing an idea for a full-length play that has been inspired by the work we have done so far. The Arsenal Foundation helped enormously by supporting our work at Highbury New Park, which has a diverse range of residents and people attending the day centre. We have also worked in other centres in North London 
and in Birmingham with support from the Birmingham Repertory Theatre. As a club with such loyal supporters, it's great that you can support the community in return. It helps to build connections to people in the area and allows access to numerous different activities and events that might otherwise not exist. For more information, follow at TellTalesCo on Twitter. The Arsenal Foundation, registered charity number 11456688. For you, by you, my Arsenal. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Email programme at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. This issue is Marko Pajakovic, 23, student of economics, from Nixich, Montenegro. Question, why are you an Arsenal fan? I started following Arsenal because of the beautiful football they played, but I became a true fan when I noticed what great tradition and class the club has. First game? I've never been to a game, but hopefully I will visit the Emirates soon. The first game I watched on TV was when we won the league at Old Trafford in 2002. Favourite game? When we won the league at White Hart Lane in 2004 was pretty special. The 2014 FA Cup final too, after those nine years without a trophy. Favourite memorabilia? My Arsenal scarf. I really love it. Whose name and number do you have on the back of your shirt? From current players, Masut Ozil. From the past, Dennis Bergkamp. Both number 10. Favourite ever Arsenal shirt. Both shirts from the Invincible season and the home shirt from our last season at Highbury. I really love that one. All-time favourite player and why? Dennis Bergkamp because of his vision, beautiful touch and winning mentality. Thierry Henry comes really close though. Arsenal cult hero. Two, Ray Parler and Olivier Giroud. If you could erase one moment from history, what would it be? The Champions League final, so painful. If you could watch Arsenal play any club side in history, who would it be and why? The Real Madrid Galacticos. I just think that would be a legendary match. If you could play in any Arsenal team in history, which would it be and who would you replace? When I played football, I was a DM so I would probably choose to play Gilberto Silva's role in 2003-4. That would be some experience. My top five favourite players. One, Dennis Bergkamp. Two, Thierry Henry. Three, Robert Pires. Four, Masut Ozil. Five, Gilberto Silva, Laurent, Aaron Ramsey. My five top favourite games. One, winning the league at WHL in 2004. 2. 2014 FA Cup Final 3. That win against Barcelona in 2011 4. Winning the league at Old Trafford in 2002 5. 2006 Champions League home game against Juventus 2017 FA Cup Final My top 5 favourite goals 1. Bergkamp's turn against Newcastle 2. Henri's solo goal against Spurs 3. Aaron Ramsey's winner against Hull. 
4. Lob from Robert Perez versus Southampton. 5. Shiru's Scorpion Cake. My five top reasons to love Arsenal. 1. History. 2. Tradition. 3. Class and Values. 4. Beautiful Football. 5. Arsene Wenger. Teams. Arsenal. Head coach, Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts, red and white socks. 5-0, Petr Cech, GK, 1. 5-0, Hector Bellerin, 2. Mohamed Elneny, 4. 5-0, Socrates Papastathopoulos, 5. Laurent Kozilny, 6. 5-1, Henrik Mkhitaryan, 7. 5-0, Aaron Ramsey, 8. 5-1, Alexandre Lacazette, 9. 4-1, Mesut Ezil, 10. 5-0, Lucas Torreira, 11. 1-0, Stefan Lichtsteiner, 12. 5-1, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 14. 1-0, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 15. Rob Holding, 16. 2-1, Alex Iwobi, 17. 4-1, Nacho Monreal, 18. Bent Lino, GK, 19. 5-1, Shkodran Mustafi, 20. 3-1, Danny Welbeck, 23. Carl Jenkinson, 25. Emiliano Martinez, GK, 26. Konstantinos Mavropanos, 27. 5-0, Matteo Guendouzi, 29. Sead Kolasinac, 31. 5-1, Granit Xhaka, 34. Vozgla Poltava. Manager, Vasil Sachko. Green shirts, shorts and socks. 1. Bodan Schust, GK. 3. Andrew Jogadze. 4. Igor Peduta. 5. Najib Yakubu. 6. Alexander Sklaya. 7. Gegem Kadimayan. 8. Artem Gabalok. 9. Mikhailo Serhichuk. 10. Vladislaw Kulak. 11. Vyacheslav Sharpa. 13. Marian Misik. 14. Nikola Kareka. 17. Vladimir Chesnakov. 19. Vladimir Odariuk. 21. Alexander Kachenko, GK. 23. Vadim Sape. 25. Evgeny Martinenko. 26. Yuri Kolomowets. 29. Dmitro Kravchenko. 30. Alexandra Kobakidze. 31. Dmitro Riznik, GK. 33. Alexander Chizov. 44. Ardin Dalku. 50. Ibrahim Kane. 66. Artur. 82. Pavlo Rebenok. Officials. Tonight's officials are all from Belgium. Referee, Bart Vertenten. Assistant referees, Reen van Jezere, Thibaut Nijusen. Fourth official, Yves Deneuve. Additional assistant referees, Lawrence Visser, Bram van Driescher. Fixtures. Tonight's other Group E game, 8pm kickoff. 
Sporting Lisbon versus Carabag. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfill their potential through education and sport. Win the match ball numbers game. Is your number lucky? Invented in the lab, proven on the pitch. Fuel like the Gunners. Gatorade, number one sports drink in the world. The official sports drink of Arsenal Football Club. Find paradise above and below the Indian Ocean. From crystal clear waters and coral reefs to pristine beaches and spectacular resorts. Choose from four destinations in the Indian Ocean on Emirates.com. Emirates. Vitality. Health and life insurance. Health and life insurance with up to 50% off monthly gym membership. Adjoining fee will apply. Vitality.co.uk slash rewards. Official wellness partner, Arsenal, Vitality. 50% off with Vitality Health Plans. 40% off with Vitality Life Plans with Vitality Optimizer or Wellness Optimizer for an additional £3.80 per month. Minimum monthly premiums and further terms and conditions apply. Virgin Active, flexible individual monthly membership. Excludes Virgin Active, Chiswick Riverside Health and Racket Club. Nuffield Health, Fitness and Wellbeing Clubs applies to one-month contracts. Visit vitality.co.uk slash gym for further details and participating gyms across the National Vitality Partner Gym Network. Vitality Health and Vitality Life are trading names of Vitality Corporate Services Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 